Welcome to KOAM Presents, a podcast produced by KOAM News Now and the four states' most watched news team. If you're a weekend warrior who likes to go, 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 don't let pain put the brakes on your pace. When you need help with an injury that keeps you from moving, you want an orthopedic team with a proven track record. Freeman Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is nationally recognized and were recently named a 2018 CareCheck's number one hospital in market and top 10% hospital in state for hip fracture repair. Freeman Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, the experience you need to keep pace with life. Welcome back. Episode three. We're on three. I have to keep track of all these things. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to KOAM Presents Behind the Weather, sponsored by Freeman Health System, Derailed Commodity and Grand Lake Casino. Appreciate all of our sponsors, making sure we can keep doing this thing. Yeah. What are you sipping on today? You know, it, so there's this coffee shop by my house and this is called, gosh, I'm gonna butcher the name, Horse Racer. It's got a lot of espresso in it. <laughs> I mean, so it's like two times, I usually get an Americano, yeah. you know, which is mm-hmm. like two shots of espresso and this is double or triple. So I, oh my. I feel like I'm floating on a cloud a little bit. Ready to go. Yeah. I've learned that about cold brew. I don't know if you drink cold brew at all. I love the cold brew. Apparently yeah. it has more caffeine because it doesn't get all burned out. And you guys can correct us if you say in the comments. Yeah, we're not experts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just drink it every day. I'm not an expert by any means, but I love cold brew. Me too. I should have got coffee today. Well, another day, another episode. Um, yeah. Trying to think what happened in the week. We had that sleet. Another ice storm. Another yeah. ice storm. We were just talking beforehand. The uh, sleet was huge. Yeah. And do you still call it hail or sleet? When do, uh, what's the distinguisher? Well, so now this is actually sleet. So it's, what sleet is, it's a raindrop that freezes and it becomes uh-huh. that little ice pellet. However, in Northwest Arkansas, where they got more thunder sleet, yeah. they were actually getting hail and sleet. So the hail was bigger ice pellets, the sleet as normalized pellets, you know, the little guys. Yeah. But man, it was coming down in buckets. I mean, in southwestern Missouri, there was like rolling thunder. It oh, was, I heard it. Was, it. it was cool. Nothing I have really heard before, which yeah. is, is weird. And I noticed uh, today, so on my back porch, because it's all melting, mm-hmm. there's all these, it, it looks like dirt everywhere. And I was like, what is that? And it, it was in the sleet. And then after about a three or four mo- minute investigation, <laughs> I found out it was pieces of the shingles from my roof. Oh no. Yeah, so it's like little chunks, not bad enough to, yeah. it's just, you know, the, the edges of the shingles. And I'm like, man, I need a new roof. I gotta get through severe weather season, <laughs> but it, it's all over the place. So yeah, that was a that was an intense little sleep I mean, storm. It was, it was loud. And like yeah. I said, I, we had like pea size, like in our house. I'd uh, prefer snow, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take some <laughs> I'll sleep. Take it. Well, today kind of, this is somewhat topical, I guess, uh, talking about uh, the start of severe weather season. Yeah. It is today, today's March yes. 1st. You March know, 1st. We don't actually do it on Thursdays. It's not live. <laughs> uh, today is March 1st. Um, and I can't it, believe it's March already. I know. First off. The year 2022 is flying by. Yeah. Um, is it technically the start of severe yeah. weather season? Meteorological wise, yeah. So I, we have... And then the end is June 10th. Okay. So, I mean, so what, uh, roughly about 100 days. Yeah. You know, so, and this is uh, going to be a pretty good severe weather season. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I still think we're going to get more snow. Really? I, yeah, I still think we have another shot like next week and then the week after. So, all the way into mid March, 
but from here on out, we're mainly talking thunderstorms. And you know, we in the last episode, if you haven't checked it out, we talked about the heady pattern. Um, so how is March, just looking at March, how is it shaping up besides the apparently winter weather? Yeah, uh, active. I mean, really, really, March, April, May, June are going to be real active. Um, so if you take the heady pattern, you take all the way back to last October. Mm -hmm. So October, we had uh, three severe weather events. November, we had three severe weather events. December, we had two severe weather events. And usually we get one or two severe weather events in the fall. But when you're getting that many in the fall, so when that pattern repeats, mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much to get severe weather in the spring. So yeah, we're gonna have a lot of events. Now, here's where I trip everybody up. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a big severe weather season. What do you, you automatically think tornado? Yeah, exactly. that's my first thought. Right. And it doesn't mean we're going to have a big tornado that rips through the area. It just means we're going to have a lot of severe weather events. So it could all be severe thunderstorm warnings, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of events. So March looks pretty active. I mean, we get going this weekend. So this area is what, Thursday? Mm -hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, you know, a thunderstorm event. Then we kind of, we kind of go into a little bit colder next week with some rain and snow events for the next two weeks. And then the second half of March just ramps up again. So when you say an event, is that, is it like, can it combine a warning and like a watch or is that actually a system? Because I, I mean, it sounds like it's more of a spectrum, right. you know? I consider a severe weather event. So, you know, we cover roughly 32 counties mm -hmm. uh, with our entire signal. So I, I consider a severe weather event where you have at least two warnings. So at least two severe thunderstorm warnings. And um, so that would be a little event. A bigger event would be 10 warnings or 20 warnings. Okay. So, uh, but that's how I kind of mark them. So even if we get a watch, um, you know, if we don't have any warnings, I, I don't consider it a severe weather. It doesn't event. account. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have, I don't think last time, last episode, we didn't get to do a heady halftime. Okay. Is there anything that, I know we talked about climate change last time, yeah. which is always kind of a, hot topic, you know. <laughs> it is, it is. But uh, is there anything happening in the meteorological, got it way better this time too, society, especially coming into storm season, because everyone has right different storm seasons essentially. Yeah. Um, is that, how is that approached from a community? Uh, it, you know, kind of lately it's been the extremes of drought to a whole bunch of rain. Mm -hmm. So there's so many areas that they come out of winter in a drought and we're kind of somewhat in a drought, even though we've had all the ice and all that. So that's kind of the discussion now is how wet will spring be? Will it help like farmers and uh, agriculture and all that for the spring? Because you have to think like the whole sleet storm that we had this, yeah. this past time, if that was all rain, it wasn't that much rain. Mm -hmm. It would have been maybe half an inch of rain. So when you average, three or four inches of rain per month and you are getting ice and you're only getting a half an inch, it, it puts you kind of in a little bit of a drought because what melts and soaks into the ground is less than what we should. It still wasn't yeah. as much as normal. Okay. So we're, we're kind of in a drought right now. I'm not worried about it because we're going to get plenty of rain in the spring. <laughs> um, but the summer may be an issue. Okay. So the summer could be a, a drought. A drought. 
hot and so humid. We need, we need the rain now. Yeah. yeah. That actually reminds me, I was reading uh, an article, and I don't know what all was said completely in it, but it was talking a lot about the Great Lakes, about with that drought and a lot of like the floods and the droughts mm -hmm. that like, it's kind of like a paradox, I yeah. guess, like kind of two things happening once. Like they don't have enough rain, but then when they do, it's like flooding the Great Lakes, causing like issues. Well, that, that's the problem. And that is, that does kind of correlate with climate change is when you have these longer spans of dry. So let's say you don't get any rain for two weeks, the ground, you know, it, it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And then when it rains, it can't soak up the rain. So it just runs off. Yeah. So it, that's a problem that we are having because, you know, 50, 60 years ago, you wouldn't have these spans of 10, 15 days with nothing. Now we're getting these spans of 10 or 15 days and then it just pours on you and it rains so hard, the ground's like, I can't absorb this. I can't take it. So it, it's counterproductive. Yeah, So it's sense. weird. So, you know, we're trying to figure out, not me, but, you know, farmers and all, they're trying mm -hmm. to figure out, what do we do about that? Because that's something that we didn't really have to deal with 50, 75 years ago. Yeah. So. And so for like researchers, do they, I mean, they're obviously, do they do samples? Like, are they just tracking it based on data? Yeah. I mean, obviously like your system, you said, or with your pattern, you looked at systems. Am I understanding right. that? Yeah. So, I mean, with the pattern, we're just looking at what systems are going to produce rain, how mm -hmm. much are they going to produce? Is it going to be severe weather? But I mean, drought's been a huge issue, especially the the western third of the country, like yeah. from the Rockies west. I mean, that's why the wildfires are so bad. Oh yeah. Because they get, you know, less and less rain each year. And then they, in the summer, when it's their storm season, mm -hmm. they get these lightning strikes and it's so dry. It's like, it's all so, it takes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good and it's gonna get worse. So, um, but on the whole other end, the storm systems that we do get are bigger stronger, more powerful, more floods, more tornadoes, more hurricanes. Mm -hmm. So it, it's like, which one do you want? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and not to scare you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're here for is to keep a, you know, an eye on it. Um, but that, that is interesting to see. And you know, one thing uh, that somebody's always mentioned it, like, you know, we'll, we'll get like a polar vortex in the winter and then somebody's gonna be like, global warming and climate change that doesn't exist it's minus 10 degrees people have to understand that climate and weather are different so climate is long term and we can tell the earth is slowly warming up mm -hmm. weather is the little events within the climate yeah so the extremes so uh you know one year you know like doesn't in five years from now we could have record cold winter like a, this historic winter doesn't mean climate change isn't there. It just means the weather patterns are producing really yeah. cold temperatures. But, uh, you know, the colder winters are going to happen less often. And it also on the other end, if you haven't noticed in the summer, we don't hit 100 like we used to. No. I mean, we didn't hit it at all last year. And it's harder to get those extreme, like we have more humidity. So mm -hmm. that's one thing with climate change. So in the summer, to get above 100, it's got to be a dry heat, you know, a Vegas heat, yeah. a Phoenix heat. Yeah. It's hard to get above 100 on a humid day because there's too much moisture in the air. So we're, our summer has switched more to 95 degrees and a heat index of 110. And I'd rather be 105 with low humidity. Yeah, no and kidding. So we just don't, it's, it's crazy. So the, yeah, there's extremes on both ends. It's kind of cool. It's very cool. <laughs> Hopefully you think it's cool too. Yeah. We'll be right back after a quick break. 
At Grand Lake Casino, you get more points, more free play, and better rewards. Play at the casino where friends play. Grand Lake Casino, Highway 10 north of Grove, Oklahoma. Check them out online at grandlakecasino.com. Make your home more comfortable with help from Derailed Commodity. Update your flooring with the area's largest selection of in-stock carpet, luxury vinyl plank, tile, area rugs, and more in many styles, brands, and colors. New furniture always brightens a home. We have a great in-store selection, including sofa sets, recliners, and mattresses. Economy to premium in stock and ready to brighten your home. Shop now at your local Derailed Commodity Flooring and Furniture with stores in Brazelton and Independence, Kansas, and Joplin and Butler, Missouri. Welcome back. I don't have a drink this time. I know I always talk about getting a drink into a break. I don't even have a drink. So. Sorry, I got my little horse racer, so <laughs> I'm getting both. Coffee both ready to go. Here, yeah. So the second half, we wanted to talk about a day in the life of the Doug Hetty. All right. It's kind of, you know, what, uh, how do you start your day? We're, it's funny, we we're earlier just talking in this podcast about climate versus weather. So like, you know, how do you go about, you know, forecasting your weather for the day? Um, and just kind of what, your routine, your, your mantras. It, it's strange because I've been doing this for over 20 years now mm -hmm. and it is drastically different. My day is drastically different than it was, you know, 20 years ago. And so, yeah. so nowadays, I mean, one thing that was good with COVID is it forced us to learn how to do stuff from home. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff I do from home. So usually, you know, because I don't go to bed early. I, mean, I, I see your Facebook. Yeah. I know you don't. So I, I'm here until like 11 and then I go home. It's 1130. I got to wind down. Mm -hmm. The dog wants to play, you know, something. So I don't get in bed till one or two. So I never get up until nine. Mm -hmm. I usually set my alarm for nine. And I'm like, okay, it's time to get out of bed. Got to do something. And then um, lately I've been getting my coffee and watching Seinfeld. Oh, hey, I love Seinfeld. I forgot how good of a show, yeah. how well written that show was. Oh, it's flawless. Oh, it's hilarious. And, you know, so I watch a little Seinfeld and then I usually start working about 10. So I get on my computer and I, I go through the weather models and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so what a weather model is, is, is it's actually a mathematical equation. And so it, it takes what's going on right now and then it has an algorithm. So it puts in that model's you know, it puts in all the variables, and then in a sense, it spits out what it thinks it's going to do. Okay. The problem is, is there's about 15 weather models. They all have a tendency. They all say something different, and that's why you may find, uh, you know, one forecaster is like, well, I'm going 75 today, and then another forecaster is going 68 because one we're leaning toward different models. So I look through all the models, and then I'll, I'll usually do some social media, and um, maybe a video or two, and then I get ready for work, and I, I get in here, depending on if Nick's here or not. If Nick's here, because he helps me out, I don't get in until like three. If he's not here, I roll in at two. Mm -hmm. And then look at the new data. And then I have to start building graphics. Now, it, this is way different than it used to be. So as computers have gotten better, we used to, like, to build a seven-day forecast. Mm -hmm. We'd plug in all the information, and then we'd have to hit this button, and it would say render. And it would take every frame of the animation. And you just sit there and twiddle your thumbs as it would render. And it would take 20, 25 minutes. Just to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> and now you just hit render and it's boop, done. Yeah. And so we build our graphics. I do a five. I do a six. Then I look through the pattern. Then I do some social media. 
uh, do a YouTube video, you know, press to the weather app, you know, hey, Facebook, hey, Twitter, hey, Instagram, yeah. hey, let's write a story to the web. And then all of a sudden it's the nine o'clock. And then we gotta do the nine o'clock and then we gotta do the 10 o'clock. And then finally I've made it 24 hours and I'm gonna go home. That's on a boring weather day. A boring weather day. Yeah. Okay. And so, then, so like you said the algorithms and stuff, how often do those models, cause you know, you always see on like your Facebook or mm -hmm. you know, your newscast, hey, we'll have an update. So those algorithms are updating pretty frequently. Yeah, it depends on which model. So uh, the higher resolution models, mm -hmm. they'll update as often as every hour. Um, the lower the resolution and the wider the scope of the model. So once you get to like a, the North American model, you know, it's, yeah. it's every three to six hours. And then you get to the global models, it's every 12 hours. Oh, okay. So, and I have my favorite models. There's some models that, um, you know, are really bad. I mean, it, we used to have a model, it was called the NGM. And we always called it the no good model. I mean, it was awful. It was <laughs> even just, Nick's laughing in the back. <laughs> and so yeah, there's some really bad ones out there, and then there's some really good ones. But it's funny to talk to other meteorologists because I'm not a European model fan, and a lot of a lot of meteorologists for winter weather they love the European model. I think it stinks. <laughs> I think it's awful. And everybody's like, well, the European model showing this and this. I'm like, huh? Are you serious? And I, so there's some models I like, some models, but you know, the European model, and I haven't looked, it may be really good for New York or mm -hmm. Boston, but I'm looking at our area, it stinks. Okay. So, you know, so that's one thing we have to do as a forecaster is, you know, figure out which model's performing well, and especially in the winter event, the ice event. Yeah. Oh man, talk about hard forecasting because one model would have like Joplin with freezing rain. Mm -hmm. And another model would say sleep. And another model would say snow and you're just sitting back here scratching your head because we're right on that line which we always end up being right on that line yeah i'm like which way do you want to go and so you know that's when i kind of look back at the models i'm like which one's performing the best up to this point in time okay and it's it's difficult it's hard and you know we always get the cracks of uh man i i could be a weather forecaster i mean <laughs> You're wrong half the time, still get a paycheck. And yeah. you know, so it's like, uh. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. No. So would you say that winter, like the sleet, rain, freezing stuff is the hardest to forecast for like the day? For or? me it is. Yeah. So it's kind of, pers it's different for. Yeah, and I actually, I think I'm a pretty good winter forecaster, but I'm much better at severe weather. Severe weather is where um, I'm really good at but I like winter weather better. So just winter weather is just harder. And I think, um, you know, you track it so far out because you can see winter weather coming in, you know, 10 days to 14 days. Yeah. So every day it's like, is what's the model gonna show today? Is it gonna, you know, is it gonna shift? Is it, you know, so I, I think winter weather is harder because you have to remember if we get a big, a big rain event in the spring. Yeah. And if I say, hey, we're gonna have one to two inches of rain, nobody thinks anything of it. They're like, hey, we're gonna get a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. Well, in the winter time, because you have to convert that liquid to snow, and then you gotta find the temperature that that snow is gonna fall is gonna tell us the ratio. So if it's 15 degrees out, and if I said we're gonna get one to two inches of rain, and then I convert it to snow, It'd be the same thing as me saying, 
we're going to end up somewhere between 12 and 35 inches of snow. And the public does not accept that. No, they, they, want, they want they want more. They, yeah, they want it a little more precise. So to figure out, you know, even in like a snow event of like four to seven inches, yeah. if that was rain, it'd be like me saying, we're going to have anywhere from 45 hundredths to six tenths of an inch of rain, which is only 15 hundredths of an inch of liquid. Yeah. So then you get a little thunder sleet or thunder snow, that ratio goes way up and then you're off by three or four inches. So it's hard. It's hard to figure out. It's stressful, and I, I think the general public has, over the past few decades, they've seen that we've gotten better at forecasting. Yeah. So their expectation goes higher, and sometimes we just can't meet it. I, I mean, in my lifetime, we're never going to hit it exact. We're going to get close, but we're never going to, you know, I was, I was watching Back to the Future like a couple weeks ago, you know, so the future part, which is 2015, which is yep. seven years ago, <laughs> which is crazy. You know, there was a part where a storm came in, you know, Doc's like, wait, three seconds, he'll quit. And then it just stopped. And he's like, man, the National Weather Service is great nowadays. And it's like, yeah, we're not going to hit it's that in my lifetime. It's, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. There. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that's so true. Everyone really is just, you know, they, everyone has high expectations. Well, I think a lot of it, too, comes from like a fear, you know, we talked about, you know, your fear of True. lightning and things like that, yeah. that sleet and that freezing, I guess, is a lot more terrifying than, you know, the rain. Yeah. It's like such a gray area. There's like the severe wet, the cold weather and then the severe spring weather and then that middle we, area. People we have like a lot there. of people that um, for winter weather, whenever you say ice, they're terrified of uh, power going out, mm -hmm. not having heat. Um, you know, and then you got to think of your food in the fridge or freezer. And yeah. That is a big concern. But, uh, you know, I always try to tell people sleet like we had. It's not going to affect trees or power lines. It's going to affect the roads. Mm -hmm. uh, so and it is hard when we have an ice event come in because it's like I'm trying to figure out, is it going to be freezing rain? Is it going to be sleet or is it going to be a mix of both? Which one's going to be more? And it's it's tricky because people do want an exact forecast. And, you know, we we do pretty good, but we're still going to miss it from time to time. And it's going to happen. And I get really depressed. I, oh, man, if I, I remember, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, if I miss a snow event, I wouldn't even walk into a gas station for three days because I don't want to hear about it. Don't want to hear about uh -huh. it. I, get, I take it personally. Yeah. I get, it's like I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So, I mean, I was disgusted when they lost to the – Bengals, because I was like, come on, you had an 18-point lead. Uh, I don't even, don't yeah. even want to hear and about it. So that disgusted feeling as a fan, that's how I feel if I miss a Like a, a letdown fan. Oh, it's awful. And I'll, yeah. yeah, it's terrible. I mean, we'd rather have it than not have the right. guidance, you know. Last quick question. Okay. We got a little time left. Um, is your pet peeves of other meteorologists? So some you see, you like, I don't know. I don't do it that way. You know, this may have to go into episode four, but <laughs> we'll cover it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to I watching other meteorologists, there are some out there that are unbelievably good that I look up to, and then there's others that I'm like, why do you do it that way? And you know, they, it's our peers, and we all do it differently. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell. Um, let me let me ponder that, and I'll okay. come up some really good examples. And hopefully they won't hunt me down and say, <laughs> what do you mean you yeah. don't think I 
do it this way. So yeah, but next I, episode. I have some good ones for that. Yeah, we'll do the the good, the yeah. bad, and the ugly of of meteorology. Yeah, sounds good. I'm sure the comments will love that. Well, that's all the time for today. Thank you guys so much. Thanks again to our sponsors, Freeman Health System, Grand Lake Casino, Derail Commodity, and again. You know, thank you guys. If you have any questions or just things you want to know or content you want to see in the podcast, check us out on the KOM Plus app, on your phone, smart TVs, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And go to komnewsnow.com slash podcast to learn more. And we'll see you next time. If you're a weekend warrior who likes to go, 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 don't let pain put the brakes on your pace. When you need help with an injury that keeps you from moving, you want an orthopedic team with a proven track record. Freeman Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is nationally recognized and were recently named a 2018 CareCheck's number one hospital in market and top 10% hospital in state for hip fracture repair. Freeman Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, the experience you need to keep pace with life. Thank you for listening to KOAM Presents. For the latest content in local news, weather, and sports, please go to koamnewsnow.com.